Welcome to Support After Abortions podcast. My name is Nathan Masirian, and I'll be hosting a dedicated series called Men Healing from Trauma. In our culture, men are not validated who've experienced trauma through miscarriage, pregnancy loss, or even abortion. Through this series, you'll hear firsthand experiences. You'll also hear from clergy, clinicians, and experts in the field of healing to provide practical ways that both men and women can heal from the impact of abortion. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Helping Men Heal from Trauma. This is a special podcast series by Support After Abortion. Uh, we're so glad to have uh, back again with us Greg Hasick, Executive Director of the Southwest Florida Counseling Center. For over 25 years, Greg has been counseling primarily men uh, for all sorts of trauma. And today we have a really specific topic, one that uh, not only am I, but our viewers are gonna be uh, much wiser to understand, which is the role of a defense mechanism and how that impacts primarily a man at the point of an abortion decision. And then what happens following uh, an abortion decision? So Greg, why don't you open us up and help us understand just what is a defense mechanism and walk us through the impact that it has on an abortion decision. Yeah, sure, Nathan. The, the role of a defense mechanism is very important when we look at how men and women cope with the decision to have an abortion and the after effects in terms of how they cope with the after effects. Basically, a defense mechanism is what God has given us to survive trauma. So it's different ways that we um, survive trauma through these types of defenses. For example, if we think about a defense mechanism, one might be rationalization or minimization or globalization. They're ways of not having to feel the full effect of the trauma. Another common defense mechanism might be disassociation from the reality of the actual trauma that happened. Um, it's, it's an attempt to not feel it because if we didn't have that defense mechanism, Nathan, the, the pain or the reality would be too much to cope with. In other words, we'd be so overwhelmed with the trauma that it would be too much. So they're actually, they're actually survival mechanisms when we go through trauma so we don't like get so overwhelmed and we can actually survive that trauma. And I wanna talk specifically about how that impacts um, not only the abortion decision, but the aftermath today. So I'm excited to be here to talk about that. I just want to ask a clarifying question. This topic is new to me, maybe new to some of our, our listeners. Um, when I hear the term defense mechanism, I'll speak for myself personally, it can sound like a deflection of addressing the topic. Yet at the okay. same time, I hear you saying, it's also God-given. Could you kind of speak to, is there a healthy balance of these defense mechanisms or are we talking about it when it goes to an extreme, it becomes a, a problem or challenge? Yeah. So yeah, there are um, healthy reasons why we have defense mechanisms that God gave us. He knew that if we didn't have a defense mechanism, it would be too difficult to survive any type of trauma that we go through. For example, if um, we didn't have the defense mechanism of denial when someone dies in our life, someone that's very close to us, at that point, the, the overwhelming grief would be so difficult to deal with 
we couldn't function. We couldn't go back to work. We couldn't plan a funeral because that, that defense mechanism of denial, like maybe that person really didn't die, gets us through that difficult time. The unfortunate part about it is the negative aspect is after that denial comes through and you move to another stage, then you start to actually feel the effect of the trauma. So that's when you start to feel the pain. But defense mechanisms provide that survival long enough to get through that initial trauma. The problem as it relates to abortion Mm -hmm. is it gets us through the decision to abort. Maybe that child is not a real child. You see, that's a minimization or a rationalization that we as a culture have bought into and we as individuals. So if we buy into that defense mechanism that maybe that child is not a real child in the mother's womb, then that gets us through the decision. Unfortunately, then afterwards, what happens is as long as we don't see that baby, we don't see the baby in the mother's womb, especially as men, we don't see the baby of the reality if there was a life that we can, we can deny the reality or minimize the reality of that was a real life. So post-abortion wise, now we have a way of surviving. Maybe it wasn't a real baby because we didn't mm. see it. And so that gets us through that next period of time of surviving that choice. The problem again with defense mechanisms, Nathan, is when they start to kind of come down, the pain starts to come back up. And those defense mechanisms, even though they served a purpose during that time, they no longer are able to control the reality of the trauma that happened. Wow. So, so two things I just want to I want to add. Uh, recently, I had an opportunity to uh, visit a local pregnancy center, and as part of the tour, we went into uh, where they do the ultrasounds on the uh, on the the mom, the expectant mom. And what they were saying specifically about men, if there is a man to be there, if he's the father of the child, often they say he looks at the ground. He's not looking at the screen. And I'm wondering, it sounds like that may be this, this defense mechanism that this isn't real. There really isn't a baby. And, and he's disengaged from the moment. Exactly. In order for that male, when they look at that ultrasound or the female, when they look at that ultrasound, to not think it's a real child and make the decision to abort that child. They can't make it real. They can't feel. So in order to not feel, yeah, let's not look at it Mm. or let's not like face the reality that this is actually a growing baby. Mm. So let's not look at the picture. Now, what they found in, in pregnancy centers that had these ultrasound machines is the abortion decision rate went down because it pushed through the defense mix mechanisms of the reality and it encouraged that that um that woman or that man to um keep the child um as a result of the reality this was a real baby mm-hmm. now i want to speak to something about our culture nathan because this is very important and the church our culture survives the reality of what's happening in our country since 1973, through the use of defense mechanisms. If our culture actually felt the reality of the millions of children that have been lost due to abortion, the culture pain that they would feel, 
our country would be a mess. In fact, I think that's part of why our country's a mess is because a lot of the pains repressed. But the reality of what's happening, see what we didn't see in Nazi Germany, because it was over in Germany, it wasn't in our country, we didn't see the Jews being killed. Mm. But when we finally woke up and we saw the pictures and we realized millions of Jews had been killed mm. during the, the concentration camps, mm -hmm. we said, how could we have let this happen? Mm. Our country is in a place right now where they use defense mechanisms to survive and not face the reality of what we are sanctioning in our country as legal. If we face that reality, can you imagine the pain of how people would feel about allowing that to happen in our country? We couldn't survive it. We couldn't compare ourselves to Nazi Germany. There's no way. So we have to say it's not a life. We have to repress the emotions. We have to not face the facts. Now, deny even the after effects of abortion, people that are hurting, exactly. to deny that that exists. Denial of, of the after effects, fight those, the research that comes out, mm. say that men don't hurt from That's abortion right. because we don't see it on their face. Men are very good at using defense mechanisms. In fact, one of them is when they, when they suppress their emotions as a male, it comes out in other ways. And me and you have talked about this before in my work, my work with sexual addiction and other addictions. When men or women suppress the emotions of the trauma, it comes out in other ways. So we may not see the millions of men and women across the country saying, I hurt from abortion because of defense mechanisms. But we see the after effect through their symptoms, right. whether it's addiction or anger or divorce problems or domestic violence, these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But let's go back to something you said earlier, which is taking as a man taking the defense mechanism too far after the, the abortion decision has been made so how do you speak to counselors leaders who are seeing men but don't know how to help i don't know rewire reorient um maybe provide balance i don't know the best way to ask that question of, yeah. if a defense mechanism has been continued to be minimized suppressed what, what is a counselor to do? What is a small group leader to do? It's very good, man? very good question. In fact, when I talk to counselors around the country, one of the first things I ask them is a very simple question. On your intake form, do you ask the question of whether a man or woman has had a, an abortion in their past? Now, how I word the question with men is, what, have you lost a child due to an abortion decision on my intake form? Mm -hmm. Now, that, that question is very purposeful. What it's trying to do is get beyond the defense mechanism of that child wasn't real. Because listen to the words, have you lost a child due to an abortion decision? It's cutting through the defense mechanism of that child was not a real child. Mm -hmm. At that very moment, that male, when they answer that question on my intake form, they have to make a decision. Are they going to say yes? Are they going to cross it out and say, no, it wasn't a child? What usually happens is it causes that male to, to stop, get past the defense mechanism and go, whoa, what I've been repressing for all these years. Finally, a counselor is asking me about the reality of my choice, that it was a real life. 
At that moment, they move beyond their defense mechanisms and, and they actually have to start to feel. And this is just, just the very basic question, if we can just begin to ask questions in creative ways can kind of help our clients kind of begin that stage of getting past the defense mechanism. But Greg, as we're nearing the end of this particular episode, is there any other advice you would give maybe to men who are still using this defense mechanism, but longer than it was intended? They may be nervous or uh, scared, even afraid to deal with the pain that's made, that's been so far suppressed. What would, what would be some advice you might give to, to a man who's dealing with that still? Yeah. So one of the things we've talked about in some of our other podcasts is that when men are not validated for their pain, they don't know where to go. When we don't validate men for the pain of a lost child due to abortion or trauma in general, that sends the message to that male of actually encouraging that defense mechanism to get stronger. Wow. Like, well, if culture or nobody else is asking me, then that must mean my reality of actually um, making that decision to abort my child, maybe that wasn't a real child because nobody is actually validating my pain because of it. So then I stuff it, I repress it more, which is another defense mechanism. So if we can just take those first steps of this saying, men who have been wounded by abortion or other traumas, your pain is valid, just like women's pain, that can be the first step so that they can come out of that defense mechanism, begin to look at ways that they've coped to deal with that pain. Maybe it's an addiction, mm -hmm. maybe it's their anger, maybe it's broken relationships. And to be able to say, okay, let's look back at what you've repressed. Maybe there's a past abortion back there and you can start to work through that so that you can have some healing in these other areas of your life. Thank you so much, Greg. To our, to our listeners and viewers, we're encouraging you to uh, please attend uh, our Helping Men Heal from Trauma conference. Greg's a, a key foundation to that conference. You'll see him speak. He'll also be available uh, for live Q&A for all those who will attend. And uh, something new I'm going to share with our visitors, everyone who registers for the conference will have unlimited, ongoing, and free access to all the recordings from the conference. That's and the exciting. reason that's yeah. important is we believe so strongly that this, this content is important and needs to reach as many people as possible. We want you to come to the one-day event, October 16th, but continue to come back to the supportafterabortion.com website helping men heal from trauma so you can have ongoing resources, including this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for participating in today's broadcast. If you or someone you know has been impacted by abortion, we are here to help and you are not alone. Our trained staff will meet you with compassion and confidentiality simply by visiting us at supportafterabortion.com there you'll find a confidential phone number and contact us in which our staff are standing by ready to help you and be of assistance.